This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Drotar. Joining me today as we talk the Stanley Cup playoffs is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. That's L-U-N-D-Y. And Nate, we are looking at a Canadians team that staved off the sweep, but can they go much further? There's some interesting numbers coming into this. The Canadians are 4-0 when facing elimination, but in this playoffs alone, Tampa Bay is 6-0 following a loss. Something's got to give. Yeah, exactly, Sean. And and uh, unfortunately, I think for our friends north of the border, uh, that's what's going to give uh, tonight. I just think this Tampa team uh, is locked and loaded. They are playing really well at exactly the right time. Uh, and I think that this really incredible run that Montreal has done here in this postseason, going all the way back to the first round, uh, I think, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And my gut is that tonight is when it ends for the Habs. It's not surprising that this wasn't a sweep. It has been 23 seasons since anybody swept the Stanley Cup. It's obviously very hard to do. Uh, This did feel like a game that that Montreal maybe stole a little bit. That has to happen. But when you look at the power play for the Lightning, there's where I'm seeing something that Montreal might be able to sneak back in. That power play for the Lightning simply has not been good in this particular series, but obviously they can turn it back around. It seems to me like Braden Point, who's gone five games without a goal, is probably due. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that you know you we look at these guys, and sometimes it's like walking around in Vegas with a roulette wheel, right? We always think that somebody is due, and in hockey, that's really hard to be able to predict. But you're right; Tampa has had some issues there with the with the power play, and you know, Sean, I think it ties into a guy that I know we want to be able to talk about, and that is they're missing Alex Kalorn. Um, you know, he took a puck off the skate in Game One, and has not been able to play since, and he is, uh, you know, really important to this team. In fact, I think Braden point made the comment uh, earlier this week that there's really not a part of the lightning uh, uh, operation whether we're talking about five on five we're talking about a power play we're talking about uh, being able to help out occasionally when we're shorthanded I mean all of those kinds of things Kalorn's fingerprints are all over this team and um, they have been missing him and you know I think that that has been showing up in the stat box as you just said yeah, I think when you look at the way the scoring has come about, they're missing it from those top guys. You know, Steven Stamkos has been reasonably quiet. We talked about point. But the third line is kind of rolling. Barkley Goodrow uh, gets that goal late in the game. It doesn't in the second period doesn't end up you know being a, a difference maker. But that third line seems to be giving them a little bit more than anybody expected given the fact that their top two have been a little underwhelming given in part the injury to Kalorn. Well exactly and and this is something that we know about teams uh, in the playoffs Sean. It's not only about having a hot goaltender which frankly both of these teams do. Uh, Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky both are just so spectacular. It's been so much fun to watch and it's the reason why we've seen these games um, so so low scoring uh, is because of the play of the netminders but you know I think the other thing that happens consistently when you look across the Stanley Cup playoffs and in particular the Stanley Cup final is you know you're a team that's going to be in trouble if you are too top heavy it's okay to have a really good top line and obviously Tampa does they have a spectacular top line Um, but I think that you know if you can't get production maybe not all the time but if you can't get production somewhat consistently from you know obviously that second line is important but Sean I think you brought up a great one which is when you talk about a third line when you talk about some valuable 
minutes even of a fourth line that can come out and just sort of wreak some havoc, maybe throw some hits, maybe try to wear uh, the opposition down, you're going to struggle to be able to hoist the cup because if you are too top-heavy um, you know, to, to, to go to uh, the other sport that our Sticks and Stacks is all about, Sean, is baseball, it's great to have an ace, but if the rest of your rotation is bad, you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. You end up winning a one out of every five games. That's not enough to get it done. In Montreal's case, they had switched some things around. Josh Anderson gets the game winner in OT. He's on a new line. Tyler Toffoli, who really has not gotten going, he's on a new line. But Carey Price looked pretty sharp. He's going to have to do that again. But Montreal's defense was concerning in that last game. They gave up 14 what we'll call high danger chances in the middle of the ice. If they do that again, this could be a blowout for the Lightning. Absolutely, because you are talking about a Lightning team, and even without Kalorn, you're talking about a Lightning squad that, whether it is the top line, the second line, or even a third line, as you said, that can put in some minutes, those high-danger chances, I mean, there's only so much that Carey Price can do. I mean, I, I love watching him play, and I've really enjoyed it, and we've talked about that several times on the podcast that I've enjoyed this playoff run that he's on and, and watching him perform, uh, especially here in the finals. But eventually you get to the point where if your blue liners, if your defense, is not helping you out. There's only so many times a guy can stand on his head. So I agree with you. If you're going to give up that many high danger chances, especially in the middle of the ice, you are asking for trouble because what happens is those high danger chances, as you know, they get pushed off of the the netminder. And if somebody doesn't glove it or they don't trap it right away, those rebounds become uh, so dangerous and Tampa knows how to take advantage of those for sure. Now, the one thing I take a look at with this series that I find a little bit surprising, we talked about Andre Vasilevsky as, as well we should. At the same time, in the last couple games, Vasilevsky's given up three goals in game four, in game four and game three. Now, that's uh, certainly different for him. There's reason to believe he'll bounce back, but is there something that the Canadians have done that seems to be working against Vasilevsky that no one else has been able to put together. Well, I, I don't know necessarily that it's something that they've done. I think that sometimes we just see netminders that go through an ebb and a flow. I do think the changes to the line that you talked about um, and trying to switch things up a little bit, trying to get some guys involved um, and, and maybe change the look of some of their plays uh, is part of it. But we also know, you know, even though they were not necessarily on the uh, on the positive end of things, when you look at the, the totals uh, in terms of the final score, they still wound up losing. We have seen, Sean, uh, Montreal come out and try to throw Vasilevsky off, especially very early in the contest. They're trying to put as many shots on goal as they can. Tampa tends to be a team, um, you know, that we see sort of ramp up a little bit. You know, they, they're not worried about uh, necessarily a whole bunch of shots right there in the first 10, 15 minutes of a game. But Montreal is on the flip of that. They have been trying to pepper him as much as they possibly can with the hopes of scoring first and maybe putting him a little bit on his heels. Um, and I think that is the approach that they need to continue to take. Um, you know, Montreal had the disadvantage, if you will, of only being able to have 3,500 fans uh, in the stands at the Bell Center, but Tampa obviously uh, is going to be uh, rocking with their crowd with a whole lot of noise, and that really does give uh, some home ice advantage to Tampa. And speaking of home ice, Sean, I mean, you probably, uh, you, this may be sitting there in your notes, but it reminded me earlier today uh, that Tampa could become the first team since 2015 to actually win the Cup at home. Uh, over the course of the last uh, uh, several Stanley Cup finals, it has been uh, one on the road. 
road. Uh, so this could be uh, tonight could be really interesting and a, and a really unique opportunity that we haven't seen very often if the Lightning do in fact win. Well, game five is upon us, and we're going to look at all the opportunities available to you tonight next on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. Nate Lundy, our hockey expert, is with us today. And, and Nate, we've gone through the game. We've gone through the matchups. We, we've seen uh, all these games going forward. And now it's time to take a look at the opportunities in tonight's game. How do you see it going? Well, I, I think that this is Tampa's game to win. I really do. Um, I, I think that they are going to win tonight's contest. But if we're looking at it from a betting standpoint, they are heavy, heavy, heavy favorites. Right. I'm, I'm talking William Refrigerator Perry heavy here, Sean. Uh, they are a big-time favorite on the money line. But I actually do not think this game is going to make it to overtime. I think Tampa's going to win in regulation. And so because of that, um, you can bring that, that juice way down. I have seen it as low as a minus 134. I've also seen it up as high as about a minus 160, uh, 155 range. So, you know, based on, you know, if you're if you're in a spot where you're allowed to bet on the game, shop around a little bit because I think Tampa in regulation is the bet to make in order to get rid of some of that juice. Um, I do think Montreal will keep this close. I think that Carey Price will help keep this close. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see overtime like we did on Monday night. I think Tampa wins the cup and they win it in regulation. Um, I'm staying away from the over-under Sean, which is stuck right at five, as it has been uh, for most of the contests of this series, um, just because I, I've, I've got a bad feeling about one of those late goals, right? Like an empty netter that Montreal has pulled Carey Price. They're trying to uh, make something happen late in the game, and Tampa makes them pay for it. And so I'm staying away from the over-under, but I do like the idea from a betting standpoint um, of Tampa to win this one uh, in regulation. And I think that is the play here tonight if we're talking about it just from a pure betting standpoint. Yeah, only one of the four games thus far would have hit with that over-under five. Of course, you'd have the push in the last game, but uh, it's only been one game, and it was four. So th I'm with you. That that one seems a little bit uh, lower than I'd like to touch. When you look at the, the puck line hanging at around one and a half, minus one and a half for the, for the uh, Lightning. Now, we look at this game, and we realize that actually, besides the game we just saw, all of these games have had a two-goal or more margin, can you see it being a situation where actually picking that minus one and a half makes sense? Yeah, I could, Sean, because like I said, I've really got this feeling that this doesn't go to overtime, and if that's the case, I think it could be a multi-goal victory for Tampa. And, you know, earlier today, I know that you could get that minus one and a half at a plus number. Um, I, I know I saw it at plus 120, somewhere in that range, uh, depending upon the books you're looking at. So, yes, if you want to go the minus one and a half, uh, and as you pointed out, it's, it's happened in every game other than obviously the overtime game in game four on Monday night. Um, it's been a multi-goal victory for Tampa, and I think that could be the case uh, tonight. Despite Kalorn and, and the, the changes that Montreal's made, as you and I were talking about, I just feel like this is um, a game that Tampa's going to do. They're going to win the Cup in back-to-back -back years. Um, and so, yes, I do see a scenario where that minus one and a half could come into play, especially um, if you like the idea of being able to get the plus number, which you know most of us betters definitely do. Yeah, keep in mind in this series, the aggregate goal total is 16 to 8 in favor of Tampa. So, I mean, they have dramatically outscored Montreal in this series. Uh, obviously, it matters when the goals 
hit. This guy like Josh Anderson could tell you that. So when we look at particular players for tonight and props, is there anything you're looking at, Nate? Yeah, I think there's a couple things we're looking at. One, um, you know, I think that Blake Coleman has had a really good um, postseason, and you know, I I like him from a, both a betting and a DFS standpoint. And in fact, if you look at it from a betting standpoint, he's a plus three hundred, so three to one odds to have an anytime goal um, in the game. And I think that he could be a goal scorer. And in fact, if you go back to last year's clinching game for Tampa when they beat Dallas um, two nothing in Game Six to be able to win the Cup, um, Blake Coleman had. Uh, one of the two goals in that game and I think it could be a repeat here in this particular contest uh, as well so I like the idea of Coleman I also like Steven Stamkos and Tyler Johnson we've talked about how they've had to change up the line a little bit with Kalorn being out Tyler Johnson has stepped in uh, to that role and he's in that line with Steven Stamkos Um, so I like both of those guys to be able to uh, perform really well tonight over on the flip side though let's talk about Brendan Gallagher for a second one of the trends that I try to look at um, is if a guy has a down game, we know that hockey is very much a law of averages, much as the way baseball is. And when it comes to stats, Brendan Gallagher put up donuts, Sean, crispy creams in game four. No shots, no nothing, um, despite having over 15 minutes of ice time. Uh, and this is a guy that normally is is somebody that's going to average about three shots a game. So I think that uh, very similar to what we talked about uh, a while back about Nick Suzuki, uh, when he had a down game and then turned around and peppered the net with nine shots the following game, uh, Brendan Gallagher might not get to nine, but I think he's going to have a lot of shots on goal tonight. Um, so that's a DFS play as well as a bet play that you can make with those two. And then again, from a from a betting standpoint, Sean, if you want to um, if you want to look at the two guys, um, the 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 highest odds um, in terms of the favorites to have the Conn Smythe Trophy to be the MVP here um, are Andre Vasilevsky and Nikita Kucherov. Not a big surprise there. Um, I'm actually leaning towards Vasilevsky, who as of tape time is a minus 125 on the odds to win the Conn Smythe. Kucherov is a minus 106. I really believe that the um, hockey writers, uh, the select group that gets to vote on that, it's going to be one of those two guys that wins the Conn Smythe. And interestingly, they'll become only the third Russian player to do that. Evgeny Malkin did it back in 2009, and obviously Alex Ovechkin did it in 2018. So we could be looking at another Russian taking home the Conn Smythe if the uh, series comes to an end tonight. All right. Well, it may indeed do so, and if that's the case, well, we might not have Nate around for, for, for a while. So that would be that'd be disappointing. So I guess from that point alone, I, I'd like to see Montreal take one and give us another opportunity to break down some opportunities for you in the betting and DFS standpoint, because that's what we do right here at Sticks and Stacks. Well, if this is uh, the end, Nate, this has been a lot of fun. I'm with you. I do think Tampa Bay gets it done tonight. Absolutely. And uh, I suppose if you'll pardon the pun, it'll be time to put me on ice and then you uh, will be rolling here with baseball down the stretch. Yes, we will. We'll keep it going on sticks and stacks. That's what we do for hockey and baseball. But tonight, of course, Stanley Cup game five. Enjoy and good luck for Nate Lundy. I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. 